Heretics and Hyro fans. Today we're covering hauntings, you fucking Hellraisers. Uh, of course, as always, Ahmed, Trent's there, Josh exists. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Team Josh. That's what I do. Team Josh. Yeah, let's make this a competition. Let's Team Josh, Team Trent, Team Ed. No, I was thinking more of Twilight because Josh is just so close to Jacob. <laughs> I would rather vote for Josh than Jacob or Edward. You know, if it was them against you and Bella, you're the human that she should be with. <laughs> I was lost through all of that. Was that wait, you said Bella. Is is this yeah, Twilight? Twilight right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Twilight. Okay, okay. Never seen it. Funny thing, <laughs> uh, my brother had the entire book series and like insisted it was so fucking good until the movies came out. Then all of a sudden, he wasn't a fan once everyone started realizing. Because how it's way more cringe when you see it on screen. Honestly, yeah. yes. The books were great. I mean, I could say the same thing for the Hunger Games, but the Hunger Games movie was well executed. Just, you know, anytime you do a book to a movie, it's never as good as the book. Well, never as good. Fair. I'd uh, say Ready Player One was pretty good, though. Oh, yeah? I'm going to have to look into that. I never heard of it. The only thing that... What is stopping them is their budget because, like, Ready Player One is it's a virtual reality game where everything that you can imagine in real life is, like, in the game. Like, so many references and stuff like that. The movie had a fucking huge budget, and it still didn't have enough to fit all the references it wanted to. But it tried its hardest. It's a really good movie. But, fucking, so... Ghosts, am I right? Oh, you know what? Here, because here's what I was thinking of. Ready Player One has a scene from The Shining. Shining is horror related. What's today's subject? It's haunted locations. There we go. Which I wasn't meaning to call you out there. It's just like I really thought you were gonna keep going with it, and then it just petered. I'm like, oh shit! shit oh, it didn't. Pe- it didn't peter out. And that's <laughs> where I planned to end it. <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing wrong with stolen some movie references, even if they're a little. You said fried. The Shining. Oh well, yeah, in Ready Player One, it has a reference to The Shining. There's like a level in these trials that he's doing in the game, and the level is the house from The Shining. I I do say though the Giver movie is not bad. It is better than you would expect a the Giver, you know, based off of that book. If you ever read it, I don't know if either of you guys have. I think I read a little bit of it in, in school, but I don't know it personally. No, pretty much the basis of the book. Uh, spoiler alert! Sorry if you haven't read it or watched it yet. It's twenty twenty three. Um, watch it by now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pretty much the basis of the book is everybody pretty much sees in black and white. The life is pretty bland. There is no life. You're kind of in this conscious, unconscious state of memorized by the blandness of what you can possibly call a boring the life. public school system. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're using the same education and books from a hundred years ago. But um, Oh yeah, John Locke said that school is to be a microcosm of all society. Society is developed, school is not. It's not the Industrial Revolution. We can fucking change shit now. John, also, John Locke also said that we were not born evil, evil we're, in a, we're born into a, a society that makes us evil, which I truly believe. You know, yeah, I think I 
We all support John Locke here, or... Uh, John Locke is one of my favorite philosophers, honestly. Alright, alright. So, you know, sponsored by John Locke. Uh, you, you, when you said him a little bit, I twitched inside. Because, you know, that's that's my nigga, for real. <laughs> like, if I could go back <laughs> in time and dab somebody up, he would be that nigga. He probably would have liked my black ass, but he'll still get dabbed up. And then call me the end By of- force. <laughs> By force. I'll have my homies hold him back. <laughs> okay, so back on topic, as we frequently detour, uh, we're doing haunting lo- haunted locations. Now, everyone here believe in ghosts? I mean, yes, we live in Ohio. So. I do. I played with enough Ouija boards to fuck with ghosts hardcore, and I'm saying that don't play with Ouija boards. Uh, just to give an idea of personal experience, does anyone have like their own weird situations with hauntings? Or I literally have an entire catalog. I let's. <laughs> let's uh, I felt that. Let's go to page thirty-five and look at the cliff notes real quick. Yeah, yeah, we're skimming. Oh boy, um, I'm trying to think. What's oh, a... how about just earliest known experience? Earliest, just, just to narrow it down. Okay, um, I think the earliest. Uh, would be for the longest time when I was a little kid, I had not one, but two, like, imaginary friends. Quote, unquote. That, oh, I, I, that I, I always talked about, apparently, to, like, my mom and my aunt. And I forget their names now, but they had names. I feel like if I asked my, if I asked my aunt, she'd probably know what their names were, because I said it so much. I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but it was a boy and a girl, and I was, for probably like two years straight, from when I was like, maybe three to four, mm-hmm. or like maybe even four to five, I would play with these imaginary friends like, every fucking day all the time, and like as a kid, I remember them being just like, a couple of people, like two people that were there to me. And a lot of times when I was younger, my aunt would, like, would recount weird, like, experiences with just, like, I'd be sitting there playing alone with, like, Hot Wheels or some shit like that, but I'm talking to, like, my imaginary friends, and then, like, weird stuff would happen. And then one day, when eventually, like, out of nowhere, I forgot who they were. Just I just I just forgot. But, like, wait, so are you going off of, do you have any personal memories, or did you just forget, and you're going off of what your family said? So, like, well, once I was reminded, like, I mean, so that's the thing. When, at the time when it had happened, as a little kid, I forgot, like, two weeks later. Like, I had real, like, my aunt was like, you know, it's been a while since you played with your imaginary friends, and I was like, and I looked at her, I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like you know, so-and-so-and-so. So So I was like, what? Like, as a little kid, I was so confused. I had no idea what she was saying. Dude got anesthetized. But but then... That sounds crazy. But then after she said it to me, I remember hanging out with two people that... Like, two kids 
That just didn't exist. Oh, so they were like children. They yeah, were like, like they were like I said, they were imaginary friends. They yeah. were like my well, age. Yeah, like y- you can't assume that though, especially when it comes to like the creepy haunting stories. When oh, yeah, it comes yeah, to like yeah. my friends, because there are so many where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, our kid was talking to what they described as a thirty-eight-year-old man that was really nice. Then, like you're a kid. Like yeah, no, I see too I'm, many horror movies for it not to be a thirty-year-old man in like, a mask. Right. I, it, honestly, if you think about it, it's even kind of creepier if it is children because oh yeah. Those <laughs> are creepy yeah <laughs> but at the same time like i'm thinking that you're kicking it playing chess with the zodiac killer while you're a kid <laughs> not not even chess you're playing fucking what do kids play i never had a childhood what what, what I is this I, like goldfish I, I was playing with yeah. hot I, I was Hot an only child, but I played go fish by myself you know how boring that is see side fact i had a fucking massive hot wheels collection as a little kid I had like one of those big suitcases with each indis- like individual slot form. I should have oh, yeah. came to your house. I was going ape shit with Man. Hot Wheels, but I, yeah, I like imagining that like you're just sitting there and like, hey Shakespeare, check it out. I can make this tech deck do a kickflip, <laughs> and then you spend like thirty minutes trying to get it to Ollie. <laughs> you know, I could see that shit just because tech decks were that shit. Yeah, I had tech For decks real. too. And I am Bakugan and shit. I had it all. Oh, Beyblades, I had that. Oh, but you, I know, right? It should have been friends with Mega Blocks. I didn't even have Legos. Yeah, I didn't even have cool toys, bro. All, all of them were at my cousin's house. But uh-huh. like, <laughs> the, yeah, that I had imaginary friends that to this day I can't remember their names. I remember moments where I was like clearly playing with them as a kid, but I can't remember anything about That's them. Wild. Just that uh, to me. Like, that's a, a weird one. I think imaginary friends in general is a very oh, yeah. weird thing. It yeah. could be sketchy. Yeah. What about you, Ed? You got any uh, weird hot take stories? Uh, let me see, like, trying to go back to earliest possible memory. Uh, I think it was actually, I was more like eight at the time, actually. Like, again, you guys remember shit from earlier than I do. Like, we covered this in dreams. It, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed by that. But I was maybe like seven or eight at the oldest. And I think that my earliest memory with a haunting was middle of the night at my dad's house. I couldn't fall asleep. And I say my dad's house because they were separated, you know. And I was laying down in bed and I'm hearing stuff like someone's like walking around the house. You know, (laughs) normal weird haunting shit. Like you're not going to actually think about it as a kid. Someone's walking around. It's probably your parents. Don't let them know you're awake. That kind of feeling. But I ended up getting up after a while, and, like, there was weird stuff going on in this house already. Like, my sister was, I remember one time she yelled over from another room. I don't know if this is before or after this story. But she yelled over, like, hey, (coughs) are you in here right now? Apparently she felt someone, like, touching her feet, and, like, we were the only two in the house. And that's, like, because she would have been, like, nine at the time. Um, I really hope, now that I say it out loud... That, because at the time and up until this point, I never considered how some people view feet when recollecting that story. And uh, that is a very disturbing thought. Like, because if a ghost ever starts playing with my piggies, I'm fucking done. (laughs) I felt that. For real? Like, it takes an entire different turn once you start learning more about the way people think. But uh, this was the same house. And... What I noticed, because I ended up getting out of bed because I couldn't sleep, I'd go out and, like, because I assumed someone's walking around the house. I assumed, like, 
someone was around and like I could tell them, hey, I'm having trouble sleeping, like what have you. I go out, house is completely dark, no lights on, I start walking around, and I remember like going around the corner into a hallway, and just at the end of the hallway, I just see this little girl in a blue dress, and I just kind of like, because I'm tired, I'm just like, huh? And then like turned around, and then I turned back like, wait, what the fuck did I just see? Completely gone. And from there, like I brought that up to my dad, and I think I mentioned this in another video, but he just was like, oh yeah, that's a ghost that's around here. I'm like, okay, so... Damn, your dad was casual as fuck about yeah, that shit. Yeah, because he, he already had a name for her. He just called her Little Miss. And I don't know, like, maybe give a proper name. I don't know. There's something creepier about just calling her Little Miss. Yeah, like. bro. But that he was just so casual about it. And <laughs> he, the way he put it, he made it sound like she had been around for longer than he'd been in the house. And I'm just like, are you specifically haunted? But I'm a kid. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So he's just casually, to his eight-year-old kid, just like seven or eight or whatever, just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Little Miss. She's she's the ghost. She's probably a dead child. And my dad was never squeamish about bringing this kind of shit up to kids. I remember one time, I was maybe ten at the time, I decided to ask my dad. I don't know why I decided to ask him this. I asked him, like, hey, uh, would you ever kill me? Um, just <laughs> casually, <laughs> just can't handle that. <laughs> no, I cannot, bruh. And, uh, his response, word for word, if you're ever trying to kill me in a heartbeat. And, I don't know, there was something that stuck with me about that, because on one level, I, because most people would probably be like, you would do that? My thought was, yeah, that's really reasonable. If I was coming for you, I get it. Like Self-defense, you know, take like, care of yourself. Because he didn't just say, yes, I would. No, he, like, he gave a reason. And, like, my brain was like, I guess I just won't do that then. All right, good to know. Well, no plotting to kill Ed's father because he'll come back with a vengeance. That's for damn But, shit. yeah, uh, the Little Miss stuff just kind of continued happening for, like, the next few years. And then it just petered off at some point. Just... Oh, I saw this at this point. I heard this, uh, like someone walking around or people rummaging through the drawers in the kitchen. Stuff like that. Like general, non-violent haunting things. And that's probably my earliest paranormal experience. Honestly, I'm glad both of your guys' are like non-violent. Was yours violent? Because mine was fucking sketch. (laughs) Now, so pretty much... When I was like 15, 14, I was hanging out with a group of my friends at one of their houses. And their houses was like really old, like maybe like 70 years old type shit. Been in the family for generations, so on. Um, Me and my homies decide we're going to sit in one of my homies' rooms. And play with a Ouija board at like 3 a.m. Why would you do this? Did I say I was 15, 14? I want to clarify that. Yeah, I, like personally, Ouija boards always seem kind of like eh to me. Because it's like, it's made by Hasbro. But at the same time, well, it's like anything could be used as a kind They are made by Hasbro, but I found this out recently. Spear boards have been a thing since like ancient China. So... So, I, I feel like that fucks with me even more, because that means Hasbro was like, hey, this thing that is an established occult thing, 
Yeah, let's just make it into a kid's toy. <laughs> Ages 8 and up, ready for any per- parent who wants to purchase for their kids yeah. weekly events. Remember, kids, <laughs> you might not be able to buy alcohol, but if you can summon something that's material enough to trick the register, like... Then you might you might have a chance. You got fucking... God, I'm trying to remember fucking Alexander Hamilton walking into the gas station like, yes, I would like to buy this whiskey um, for myself. Completely see-through. <laughs> Yo, if Alexander Henderson is walking anywhere on this earth, I'm leaving. I am going on the first SpaceX ship out, bro. Because that's the only company that's running right now. <laughs> like, fuck that. Barely. But uh, is that specifically, like, against Hamilton as a person, or... Like, no, just any ghost from ancient times. Like, if Abraham Lincoln's walking his fucking bearded ass around fucking Ohio, Ohio, dude, I'm gone. What the fuck kind of shit's about to happen now? History shouldn't repeat itself this hard. <laughs> Trent made me this coffee just before, like, right before we started, and it is just, he got a French press recently. It is the best fucking coffee I've ever had. Every drink, I'm just, oh, this is great. Honestly, I highly suggest any customer look at me fucking promoting shit. <laughs> any customer of any coffee corporation. Any out there. Yeah. Please buy a French press. They are literally only $20. Like, this might be what pushes us up to weekly, because I will show up here more regularly for this shit. Honestly, I see that. Just <laughs> wait till you try out this air fryer. But anyway, the story yeah, yeah, about yeah, the Ouija board. Yes. <laughs> So, me and my homies, there's like five of us, we're all in a room playing with this Ouija board, trying to talk to the main homies whose house it is, dead relative. Of course, that doesn't work out, and we get somebody Did you else. know that the relative had died? Like, someone brought it up, was like, let's try to contact this person. Yes, because the relative died in the house. Okay. All so, tracks. yeah. Plan. Yeah. We put... Saw over the doors and any interests. We try to be smart about it, you know? Mm. Was that like, is salt an established thing or is that like a supernatural thing? I know you can bless salt, but I don't know if like just generally using salt is... Like, how widespread is that? Like, is that a witchcraft thing? Or like, As far as I know, it's a witchcraft thing, but I think it's also just a religious thing in general because I've had heard of priests doing it during exorcisms. Uh, Like, I get, like, salt mercury and sulfur are the three major components in older medic magics, so I'm like, like, I get it, but I don't know if that's specifically, like, the salt. That's why. Salt was, like, the cleansing aspect of... Oh, it was for cleansing? Yeah, salt is for cleansing. And, you know... It, it's like a, it's the the barrier between, you know. So let's say if you coated everything in sulfur instead, what would happen? Then? <laughs> uh, you get the probably the opposite effect. <laughs> yeah, facts. All right, so but next like, time code the Ouija board in sulfur to make sure you get an effect. Well, like it, it's superstition, and like like if you look at a lot of Hispanic cultures and like religion, they'll coat like their windows and doorways and everything with salt. So yeah, that way, like, spirits oh, that's, that's, probably that's why I said it's not just, like, a supernatural yeah. thing. It's definitely a religious thing. I just remembered, like, if you spill the salt, you throw it over yourself. Yeah, yeah. What people say is that, like, it's so that if, like, they say spilling the salt is because something's messing with you. It, like, knocked your arm or something. Yeah. And throwing it over your shoulder will throw it at the entity behind you. 
Mm-hmm. And, like, I just put two and two together. That that's what's going on there. It's like a cleansing thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You you were summoning with the Ouija board. Um, yes. We did not get the family relatives that lived in the house. They told us that. Um, of course, I am never for certain if any of my friends were moving the board or if it was just moving by itself. You know, you never know. Be a skeptical, right? Like, yeah, especially with that amount of people, you can never be sure. Yeah. And it, like I said, it was five of us. So, whatever. We realized that we did not get the relative after it kind of got sketched over the conversation, of course. This was over ten years ago, so my memory is a little fuzzy. But we ended up closing the board, moving the salt away, and one of my homies ended up cooking us breakfast, and it was about 5 a.m. by that time. So, I have two homies in the kitchen cooking breakfast. I'm laying on the chair that's in the living room, and the way my homie's house is set up is you walk into the front door. On the left is the living room, right in front of the living room is the kitchen, and then on the right is the hallway that leads to everybody's bedrooms. And then you don't yeah. need to fucking know where the basement is, cause, basement is, because that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I just assumed there wasn't a basement until you said something. Now I'm skeptical about this basement. Like... That's where the bodies be. But anyway, <laughs> so in the basement... Um, That's where the ugly twin is kept. <laughs> This is not West Virginia. You did not go down wrong turn. Okay, there's no incest baby in the basement. <laughs> oh my God. Don't die on me, Ed. <laughs> Just go on, go on. Okay, so I am about to fall asleep on this couch because we pulled an all-niner. And my guy, I was not built like that even as a kid. So... They're cooking bacon, whatever. Next thing you know, we just hear loud noises. It just sounds like somebody's dumping on the floors, like just straight up punching the Wait, floors. Thumping? Yes, like thumping. TH? Okay, I thought you said dumping on the floors for a second. <laughs> Shitting on the floors, just like it's Portland, Oregon sidewalks. <laughs> oh, God. The shit ghost. <laughs> uh, no. Worst of Casper, bro. He don't even knock first. He just shits everywhere and call it a day. Imagine, that would be the worst haunting to have ever. Like, Why does it wake smell? Up in the middle of the night, you just smell something funny. You're like, oh, what is that? I'm going to throw it, up, guys. Did someone forget to flush? You just hear <laughs> coming from the living room. Oh, dude. Okay, okay. Chill before they make that a movie. I swear to God. Oh, dude, I would watch it like twice in theaters. Like, I'd go back and get... Three times, maybe. Like, I'm, I'm going with everyone I know. Society is not built for another fart joke, okay? We'll eat that shit up like it's corn. Oh, don't fucking be talking about corn and eating <laughs> while we're talking about the shit ghost, please. Those were the worst. Like, you chose the worst words, like, multiple times in a row there. That's not the route we want to take. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Well, in Ohio, we gotta eat that corn, but... Thumping on the floor. Go on. So, God. it's so loud that I wake up. Yeah. It was dark in the living room, so we turn on the lights. My two homies that were still in the way back room, nobody was in the room we were doing the reaching board in anymore. I have to point that out. My homies that were in the way back room come to the living room, wake me the fuck up. I'm over here like, what the fuck happened? And we see footprints. That are literally burnt into the floor. That lead from the room. Fucking 
burnt. Burnt. Okay, good. That lead to the room, from the room to where I was sitting in the chair. And it stops at the chair. Are, wait, are you the demon? <laughs> <laughs> like, it stopped at your chair. Like, I'm just saying, like... You know, I question that so many times because I had nightmares, but you... It's, maybe Trent stopped being Trent that night, and maybe I should go? <laughs> then again, <laughs> what would you know? Because for all you know, that is the real Trent. Facts. Maybe I, I fought him off. Maybe I got a scary ass spirit because I've been through some shit. Maybe you have a JoJo stand now and you just gotta <laughs> unlock it. I summon you shit ghosts. <laughs> okay, come on. My nigga, literally we were all scared, right? And this is during the times of when nobody had smartphones. So we take out our little sliding phones. You know how we had the razors back in the day? Yeah. This was back when I had a track phone still, so I wasn't that elegant. And we're all taking pictures of this, like, terrible-ass, you know, 1G fucking photo. And that's all the evidence we had of this incident. And it's just forever stuck in my mind, and that's why I tell people, don't mess with Ouija boards. You know, it's funny, because cameras have gotten better at the same rate that, like, editing software has gotten better so like by the time it reached a point where anything picture taking could be convincing it was at a point where any convincing photo could be faked exactly yeah and it's just an annoying like lineup right there i mean we have audio audio files that is still on my apple music of like audio of when we were doing the ouija board just in case Mm -hmm. i still have them here, here, let's, uh, let's do a test real quick, because, uh, like, audio, like, often, like, ghosts can show up in, in recordings and stuff after the fact, so since we're recording right now, if there is currently any sort of spirit kicking it with us, uh, be a guest star, like, just let yourself be known real quick, say something, just a moment of silence. Alright, and if I hear anything when editing this, like... I'm, I'm just fucking call y'all right I think this is all just playing off the superstition that Ed said he heard something in the last recording that we had. I did hear something <laughs> in the recording. But I do want to say I do have a ghost that lives with me because I have my homie's ashes that include his bones in a container. I He's also been in this apartment because he helped me move in. So, but also, be fair. Is there is there going to be a better episode for me to call out and see if, like, if a ghost wants to show up on recording. Because they mean, do that, like... Yeah, I, I think, mean, if Jerry says hi, bro, I'm gonna be like, what's up, my nigga? I think we need actual ghost hunting equipment, and we could do that for bonus content on YouTube. That's what I think. Ooh, yeah, that would be a nice that video. That would be awesome. But, like, if, it, if it's just empty silence, at, like, after the fact, I can always just splice in... A meme. So, you know, like, that's, that's also an option. Like, if you heard a meme, then you know what's up. Please rickroll our audience. I kid you not. Don't, I need that. Don't, don't rick, we're, we're rick rick never gonna give you up. Stop I think, it. I think it's 2023. It needs to die. No. And we need to come up with something else. Okay, sunglasses at night. That's the new rickroll. No, 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 no. We, we need something that's must. new. <laughs> new, new. 
Just oh. throw in some Suicide Boys and call it a day. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so personal stories. Was there anything else in that one? Um, or just the evidence? Was the the, the don't mess with Ouija boards. Please don't mess with Ouija boards. Oh my god, why are you messing with that Ouija board? I think I'm messing <laughs> with a Ouija board. Yeah, I'll do it. I've never, I've surprisingly never done it, so I'll do it. Fuck yeah, let's do this, man. <laughs> Me and Josh are going to spit in the face of your advice, Chad. <laughs> right, I wish these team. niggas luck, because I am not involved. Well, I am going see, to be Besides like, Ouija board stuff, though, like, okay. I, I've grown, I've had, like, the natural, like, I've grown up with that naturally. I used to see a lot of weird shit as a kid. And just, like, uh, I've been to a place for, like, my, f- I have family friend that lived out in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, in Dayton, Pennsylvania. That sound country as fuck. Oh, I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere and there's a bunch of Amish people out there. Now, it's, not, it's like, a close to Three Mile Island. That's all I need to know. Well, it, it, I don't think so. I just know it's it's uh it's the area where they fucking they like look a, at the groundhog every year. That's literally okay. it. Say less. <laughs> but um, Puck's a tiny Phil. Puck's a tiny Phil makes sense. Yeah. Okay, put two and two together. It I'm just smart. Sounds like what an AI would come up with if it was told to make a redneck backwoods town name. Like, do you not so, know who Puck's a tiny Phil is? No, it, that's he's the, the groundhog. World, he's the world's most famous groundhog. Bro. Yeah, and wait, is that the one that's wrong sixty percent of the time? Yes, yes, it is. It is. At that point, <laughs> just take the opposite. You're more likely to be right. So <laughs> the thing, the thing with uh, that is, they lived out there, and they owned two houses on their property. One was a house that they rebuilt because the former owner was an older woman that was on oxygen who lived by herself and she decided to smoke cigarettes one day and she blew herself up and burnt her house down. You know, I already Wait, knew it was a just... bad decision when she decided to smoke cigarettes as I smoke a bile. But <laughs> while she was on oxygen, she was she smoked a cigarette and blew herself up and burned. What I'm wondering up. is, like, was this the first cigarette she smoked since being put on oxygen? I doubt or did it. She get away with like she, a few. She probably got away with a few. But listen, if you see anybody who's been put on oxygen, the first thing they put on anybody's doors is please don't smoke around this area. Yeah, no, the, yeah, no flame around this. So there's Watch that. that. Stop me. And then the second ho- the second house on the property was like a brick house that was built in like the late 1800s that they used for like storage. So when they lived out there, I would go out there over the summers and one year we finally said fuck it and we did like a like a a like uh what is what do you call it? investigation like we did EVPs and shit like that. Like voice recordings, audio recordings of us. A nice wa- little paranormal research session. Yeah. Everybody just, goes cut it once in their just childhood. Just walking around the storage house. And like I said, it's just a, it's like a normal house. And we got inside. We left the door wide open just in case anyone wanted to run the fuck out. Um, it's also middle of summer. There's no wind or anything. Middle of the night. It's perfect night. It's like 75, 70 degrees out. We're walking through the house. We turn around the corner. We start going up the stairs. And as our group is making our way up the stairs, 
we hear that the downstairs door, which is funny because where I'm at on the staircase, there's a window, and I could look. It looks right directly down, and like to in the front of where the front door is at, and you could see like the little mat there where you wipe your feet and everything. I'm as I'm looking out the window to that doorway. The entire group is standing there on the stairs. We just hear it slam, and I'm like. Well, there was no one outside that closed it, and we're all right here, so... That's catch. And that night, I kept hearing a lot of things as we were walking through the house. So when we were done later on, we hooked the iPod that we used. We had an iPod and a like some sort of mic that was able to plug into it. God, I missed the iPod. Continue. And we hooked it up to a, a... my friend's brother-in-law's SUV, and he cranked the volume as loud as it can go, and we just sat there and listened for shit all night. We found we probably caught like six e- like EVPs, and there was everything that we caught was like right before I go. Did you guys hear that? Or like right after I go? Did you, did you guys hear something? Or or you'll hear were me go? I think something? I hear something. Yeah, they're like right as I'm saying that we're catching like a voice on the the recording after we're playing it back. Because you hear me go, huh? Yeah, but like in the moment, did the other people like hear stuff or were you... So, some other people did too. Like, I think most of the time it was just me. But like, there was like one or two other times where someone else was like, what was that? But most, I heard every single one that we caught. Alright. So I've always had like an aptitude for stuff like that. I don't know why. I just like, I get a weird feeling in some places and I'm like... Something weird happened here. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I can, you know I, it's when it gets cold and shit. I've grown up with the whole like ghost thing. Mm. So I'm really interested in what stories you guys brought to the table. Yeah, yeah. I was about to like try to lean back into that. Uh, <laughs> we've been going a bit. It's cool, my guy. I got yeah. you. Uh, so Josh, uh, you were going to be presenting first. Yes. Uh, before we do that, anybody need to go to the bathroom? Um, do you need the shit, Ed? Do you need shit? I, I, I could see do it in I your eyes. Do I look like the dumping ghost to you? <laughs> yes. A uh, little oh, bit. Oh, man, really? <laughs> shit. Yo, I seen so this What char- if I was the dumping ghost all along? Yo, I seen this character on this TV show, and I swear to God, it reminded me of you. It was just a little goblin man. I'm like, that's Ed. Fuck I swear. <laughs> no, you're showing me this later, so I know how offended to be. Yes, I got you. <laughs> or flattered. Uh, that depends. Was it a sexy goblin man? He was sexy for an old man. He was getting some pussy, though. That was cool shit. Damn sure. It was fucking Danny DeVito. Like, <laughs> I know. Okay. He wasn't that short. I think I'm God, gonna... give yourself some credit. <laughs> I think I'm going I'm to hit the bathroom real quick. So. And I... Baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. No, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Continue where we left off. Josh, if you want to take it away. All right. So I'm first for the haunted locations. Um, the place that I picked is, uh, as this title of this article from onlyinyourstate.com names, the story behind Kansas's most haunted house will give you nightmares. This is a house that you may or may not have heard of. It is, I hope so. It is yeah, called <laughs> the Sally House. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes. Apparently when it comes to, uh, you know... 
haunted houses, you know, uh, it's one of the most haunted. So, I mean, I like. I feel like every time I hear about a haunted house, people say it's the most haunted. Like, there's no metric for this, but like, there's a lot of activity. I assume. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get in. Okay, so the Sally House. It has been called not only the most haunted house in Kansas, but like I said, it claims to be the most haunted house in the entire country. Fat claim. That's that's where that's where we're going with that. Yeah. Built in the mid eighteen hundreds in the growing community of Atchison, the home on Second Street has seen its fair share of owners through the years, including the family of a six year old girl named Sally, who died in the home during a botched appendicitis surgery. Like the Sally House. I think I'm getting it now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lost like a kid in the maze. It's almost like they're the same house. (laughs) I I think, like, I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but that girl has the same name as the house. (laughs) Okay, you go on, Josh. So anyone looking for information about Sally House in Kansas need look no further. We've got the scoop on this creepy local agent. So they got everything there is to know. Whoever wrote this was really trying to sound like they got like they got their shit pinned down. Let's do this. So number one, uh, I'm gonna save the picture of this house so that way we can post on socials if you want to see it. That reminds me, I gotta send in the Discord like the picture I drew of my melted girlfriend. But that's what the Sally house looks like. That is discomforting. Kind of creepy. Maybe it's the tree, like, Ooh. dividing the image, but it feels You couldn't pay me going into that house. No way. Yeah. It, I, I would pay to go there. For real. It's a creepy looking little place. How about I pay Trent, and uh, we call it either. If it covers, covers my surgery, I might be about it, but then again, my conscience and my ancestors say, nigga, no. I get the worst <laughs> feeling, like, you go in there and you immediately get appendicitis. So, I, I go in there and I immediately fucking get polio. <laughs> oh my god. Not polio. So. We bringing it back. Twice in one week? No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so, it says here that it wasn't until the 1990s when Sally's story first gained both local and national attention when then owners, Tony and Deborah Pickman, lived in the home and began noticing strange occurrences, including attacks on Tony. So it was just straight yep. up attacks. Damn it, Tony! <laughs> like, physical attacks? I'm assuming so, yes. It doesn't matter, he's damned. Unexplained voices and apparent burnt finger marks upon mysteriously burning candles. Burnt finger marks? Yes. Oh, so like, like fingerprints from... That's but I'm good. guessing they're, they're just black. I don't know why it reminded me of like salad just, fingers, like, and I, that's just, enough to creep me out. No, I'm just imagining, like, soot finger... Like, because when you put out a candle with your fingers, you'll get a bit of soot on it. Yeah. And then you can leave, like, fingerprints around. That's what I'm thinking of. That... I don't know. Soot sounds sexy. You shouldn't <laughs> use it that way. <laughs> I don't know. You use the sulfur, put it around the doors. <laughs> After extensive investigations conducted by the Kansas Paranormal Group... It was discovered that Sally wasn't the only ghost haunting the home, but a middle-aged woman as well, who is said to have been behind the more frightening attacks that have happened in the home. You see, what I get from that is there is a Kansas paranormal group? There's a paranormal group for every state. 
who wants to join the Ohio Paranormal? They probably got their fucking hands full for real. They need volunteers. The, the OP down. The OPG? I'm in. I'm in. The OPG. <laughs> you down with OPG? Yeah, <laughs> you know really me. That really does sound like. <laughs> hey man, I'm rolling with the OPG. <laughs> Shit. Represent. <laughs> all right, all right, you go on. So, uh, let's see. It says here. <laughs> Sorry, Trump's throwing up gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> our awesome readers had a few stories to share regarding our experiences in the Sally House in Kansas. So, this is someone regaling a, a tale of their experience with the house <coughs> for this article. Yeah. I have seen the episode on the TV show, A Haunting, about the Sally House. Very scary. The storyline is that... Have you guys watched The Haunting? Or A Haunting? I yeah. Haunt. I'm down with any horror movie. I am movie. so behind on so much of the shit that, like, socially you guys know There's about. There's a shit ton of shows like that on Netflix. Like, every yeah. time you guys bring up a movie or a show, I'm just like, no, no, I haven't heard of it. For like, the record, I am a movie buff, so you can't compete when it comes to me. I mean, fair enough. Uh, my mom would be ashamed. She had, like, a collection of, like, 3,000 uh, DVDs, so... The fact that I don't watch as many movies uh, is actually a shame to my family. <laughs> Honestly, that's my grandma, Grandma Katie. She has a thousand VCR tapes, all alphabetical order, and with a book to keep them in track. Be fair, I got the cool research materials, though. For real. Like, I, the, uh, the Encyclopedia of Signs and Sigils I loaned you and shit like that. Like, yeah, that's, that like was that my shit. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, Sally House. So, it says, uh, the storyline is that the owner was a doctor who had an affair with an African-American housemaid, resulting in the birth of a child, a girl named Sally. Uh, like the Sally... Okay, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> no! When she was around six or seven, she became ill, and it was determined that she needed to have her appendix taken out. But the doctor didn't want anyone to know about her, so... He refused to take her to the hospital, and she died. What the fuck is wrong with this doctor? They didn't have insurance. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'd honestly bet that it was something petty like that. Like, no, you guys ain't covered. Like, (laughs) wait, wait, what year was this? Um, I believe it says built. The house was built in the eighteen hundreds, but I don't think the Sally story. I'm not quite sure when well, I would imagine like place. it probably wouldn't be like worse. I'm thinking maybe like late 1800s, like early 1900s. I'm thinking know. pre-Spanish influenza. Mm. Yeah, but post uh India. I really Civil thought War. you were about to hit me with the nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition when you said Spanish in anything. <laughs> no, nah, the Spanish influencer is stuck in my mind. I'm sorry, any sickness Nobody that... Nobody expects the... the Spanish influenza. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so, her mother... Her mother was very angry and uh, attacked the doctor, which I don't think is the right move there, but she did it anyway. Um... Resulting in her death. The doctor moved away, but Sally and her mother remain as spirits in the house. The mother is still grieving her child and is the one who supposedly attacks the visitors. Does it have the mother's name? She could at least pay rent. 
I'm sure oh. rent was high even back then. Wait, wait, wait. The mother attacks, but they only have the mother as the mother. Like, shouldn't the house be named after the one that's attacking people? Doesn't matter. Could have paid rent. Well, the mother... <laughs> this was back no. when they were still alive. Who knows? Who knows how vicious and angry Sally was with that appendicitis. Unless the mother is also Sally and she was Sally Jr. <laughs> you know what? Appendicitis is a bitch. I would be mad too. I'm just thinking it's the Sally Squared house. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the mother's still grooming her child and is the one who supposedly attacks the visitors. But Sally is a happy ghost and tries to play with the children that move in. No family stay very long due to the vicious attacks. Usually to the adult males, so we'd all be fucked. Why was she aggressive towards Suddenly the I males? turned into an adolescent child who doesn't know anything about <laughs> I'm concerned anything. about what happened in Sally's life that made her aggressive towards adults. It's not her, it's the mother. Okay, so the mother is It's just the spirit her. of the mother. Well, now I'm worried about what happened to the mother. I mean, even if It doesn't she... matter, it's well, one of his nature to be mad. Uh, the... the <laughs> But adult male specifically. At men. You have to think of the time frame. (laughs) At this point in time, only men were probably primarily doctors. He refused care on her daughter. Her daughter died. To be fair, like, just being a woman back then was, like... You gotta understand, black men had rights before women did. I would be mad, too. Yeah, fair. Like, I have so much respect for historic women for not just going on a fucking massacre. Like... Like every, but I also, had a good reason. but I also yeah. have respect for the women that did. So, oh, oh, oh God, and there's <laughs> women out there. Yes. Have you ever seen like the list of women serial killers, bro? Like, if you really get into it, there's women that got like over a hundred, two hundred bodies. And... Like right now, let's just all agree to respect all historic women from before they had rights. <laughs> yes, yes, honestly, and honestly, yes. even a good while after that, like it's yeah. still not an easy. I life. mean, respect all women in general because y'all go through some shit. I know, I've met some bitches. I mean, mm-hmm. I met some bitches too, but in general, like, like some, some have lost some my respect specifically. Okay, I get that, say. but that's specific as fuckers, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm just not about to say all, all right, but like, but in general, on a basis where they're history, yes, on a general basis of where they're equal for as you, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> respect all women. God I don't like it. being on the side of the argument that's arguing against respecting women. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're not a woman. I don't know how I found myself on this side of the argument, but like I really it's feel okay, like Trent we got you back. Shit around with me. So. <laughs> I'm convincing. I got a nice smile. It happens. Anyway. Yeah, well, this is a podcast. Your smile, your smile means shit. <laughs> Maybe my mild and my smiled will be so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't know if this is even making it into the final cut. It oh, doesn't okay. matter. I have mild and I have a good smile. It's still good enough for me. <laughs> okay, so it says, I suspect the doctor buried the bodies of Sally and her mother somewhere on the premises or in the basement. Uh, Some other... Quotes here say, I've been to the Sally house when a friend lived there. The curtains caught on fire inside his bedroom. And then the quote ends. <laughs> That's just the end. That's just, oh, the curtains caught on fire. Why the fuck are you still here? I told you what happened. I was curtains. choked on my bottle right there, okay? <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing that 
confused. The me. curtain's caught on fire. End quote. There is no clarification either. It's it's not like he says, "Oh, we think like a ghost caught the curtains on fire." Nothing. It's just like the curtains caught on fire. Well, I, I just think like, everyone can kind of infer from that. They're like everyone knows what's happening. They just expect you to elaborate more. <laughs> but Which I feel like says something for how much this shit elaborates when it doesn't need to. Like, how many haunted stories have you seen where it's like? The father woke up with scratch marks across his back. They're thought to be the spirit. Like, yeah, we know it's thought to be the spirit. We were thinking it was the spirit. We just expect the elaboration. And the fact that they had the balls to not give it to us, I respect it. <laughs> more than more than uh, modern women. No, I'm fucking... T- someone, someone straight up just that said... terrible. Someone straight up just said... That was a joke. <laughs> I've been scratched at the Sally house. <laughs> that's, the, that's the next one. Is Wait, what? Someone said, I've been scratched at the Sally House. Another basic, just... This is honestly the most reputable story I've ever heard, just because they're not overplaying it. They're just saying what happened and moving on. You know what, guys? I think I also been scratched at a house by a woman named Sally. <laughs> <laughs> but not in the same instance. So... Call me. <laughs> We have a kind of a weirder one. It says, I've been to the Sally house. Never had anything bad happen to us physically, but I've gotten some very interesting photos, even one who we believe is Sally. So apparently they got a photo with a little girl in it. That's how it's... Honestly, people talk about, like, whenever I listen to podcasts like this, I always hear stories about, like, this place is so haunted, and this one seems more reputable because it has these details and those details. I feel like this is one of the few cases where a lack of details makes it more reputable because it's just so casual. And that's how everyone I've ever known talks about living in a haunted house. Excellent. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, we had, you know, two weird voices happening during the day. Move on. What's up with you? <laughs> so, we're going to switch sources here. Uh, new source is visitatchison.com and says hauntings at the Sally house. So, though the house had long been known to be haunted, Sally's haunting uh, grew ominous in 1993 when the house was rented to a young couple. Their dog seemed to growl at nothing, especially near the upstairs nursery. Things began to take a violent turn, however. Fires broke out in the, in the house and a series of sinister attacks on the husband began. The operating area would become cold. Objects would visibly move when the young man drew near. He could feel scratches upon his chest or abdomen, but never did the ghost attack the wife or baby. See, if you oh. scratch my chest, I don't care if you're a ghost or not. I'm gonna like it. <laughs> I, I, I want to argue with that, but I can't. <laughs> like, for real. Events that have been witnessed by visitors to the Sally House include... Video and investigative equipment that just straight up stopped working. So I've I've watched I watched like quite a few different groups on YouTube that do like ghost hunting stuff, and so far all of them have been to the Sally House, and at least two of them I know like their shit just straight up stops working in the house. You see, that's Fuck another that. thing that makes it more reputable. Instead of the usual like we caught this on video, it the ghost did what is a reasonable thing to do, which is just cut their shit. Like, they they brought it in, they'll set up, like, a camera or something like that, or they'll bring in, like, you know, something to, like, you know, or, or another piece of equipment 
fresh battery and everything. They turn it on like five minutes later, the battery's dead. They're yeah, like, like, what's going on? If ghosts can interact with shit, whether that be like electrical signals or like uh, the like throwing cutlery across the room, more ghosts would be doing exactly this. Like, I am more convinced of this than any other because A, the people are just casual and just say what happened. And B, the shit that's happening is a reasonable thing for a ghost that doesn't want to be discovered to do. Thanks. Yeah. So, it says, uh, after, you know, the the husband was getting fucked up and, you know, <laughs> not, the, not the kid or the wife. Um, well, no, who would mess with the kid? <laughs> the ghost never mess with kids. It's weird. They just never I'll come do. for you. It says a uh, so besides you know the equipment shit like that not working as well. Batteries that are fully imme- uh the, yeah there's what I, what I just said batteries that are full immediately and completely drain. Yeah. Experience moving objects, unexplained scratches or bruising on their bodies during or after visits. I've had that happen to me before. Um, physical touches. Mysterious coldness, that's the big one. Like the goosebumps that that you get. And uh, trained guide dogs refuse to enter the nursery. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Now that is a weird one because guide dogs do anything that they're trained to do. Facts. Yeah, guide dogs, like, that's that's an entirely different level. Like, a normal dog being like, I don't want to go in there is like, whatever, you're a pet, You, you do what you want half the time anyway. Guide dogs are militant. Like, if they refuse to do something, it's suspicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. We get to confirmations and media attention. So this is the where it gets a little... Wavery? Yeah. Yeah. So psychics have confirmed the presence of spirits dwelling in the home, and many have actually communicated with them. And skeptics have left as believers... Uh, visits by paranormal investigators have provided audio, video, and photographic proof of paranormal activity. The house has received coverage on several television networks, which, like I said, it's all over YouTube. It says A&E, Travel Channel, Discovery Channel, and the Sci-Fi Channel, as well as various national publications have made stories about the Sally House. Just generally, when skeptics are, are flipping, it's more reputable to me than... Than when uh, psychics confirm, like, honestly, like, anyone else feel like, because if you're established as a psychic, then whether you're lying or not is still up for debate. When oh, you're yeah, because either way, you're probably Just saying a psychic said it, is, it doesn't really. But when skeptics, like, niggas who be like, mm, fuck ghosts, they don't exist, and then they walk in like, oh, who is, oh, who is that? where's the Holy Spirit? Yeah, who is that, like, the siblings or something that would go from place to place and always be... Uh, they, they worked on, like, a lot of the biggest hauntings, and you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Siblings. I, I'm not... I'm not sure. Yeah, there's they're like a famous, like, duo, of, of, and they, they, they would go from place to place and, and, like, confirm and, like, extend the stories, and they're involved in, like, the most cartoonish hauntings possible, like, all the time. I don't know, you say... Well, listen, our end, we're still on Josh. Yeah, I, I, okay. Let's move on. Um, it, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, for now, Josh? Yeah, no. That, that's all I really have to wrap up on is the hauntings. It's just like, that's it. The only thing that goes more in depth is uh, 
Let's see. It says, Sally House is reported to be uh, haunted by the ghost of a young girl. We already got that. According to the legends, Sean and Sally, yeah, she died of appendicitis. The only thing that it really clears up more is it says, multiple former tenants have alleged paranormal activity there. It has been especially reported by male residents and vis uh, visitors, some of whom have claimed to have been scratched until they bled. So that's the most detailed that we've gotten for the scratches when it comes to the males. Like, until they bleed, they are getting scratched. Okay, but it wasn't one of those things where they, like, healed shortly after, so it couldn't be reported properly. Like, they just I mean, took injury. I would assume not. Okay. But, yeah. And then after that, that's mainly it. It's just, like, violent haunting. Either and, way, I'm not trying to go to any little girl's Sally houses and fuck around and find out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you will find out. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. That seems like. Just don't go to Kansas. Uh, good. I wasn't planning on it, you know. <laughs> I think Colorado is like the closest I get to Kansas. But, uh, Ed, I believe you are next. All right. Um, could we just uh, take a quick pause? Yep. All right. So, for mine, I... Jesus Christ. Christ, gosh. <laughs> I just I'm turned listening. over and he's just doing the finger pyramid of evil contemplation. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, anyway. The, um... <laughs> I I don't have as much prepared as Josh did. I just wanted to briefly cover uh, the Mansfield Asylum, which is an Ohio asylum, which I thought would be appropriate. Yes, yes, I've been are you talking about the Mansfield? Why are you looking devious at me? I've had experience. Quick question. Are you talking about the Mansfield Asylum or the Mansfield Prison? Ma it's called the Mansfield State Penitentiary. That's what... Uh, yeah. The Mansfield State yeah, Penitentiary. Okay. That is the so, one that I am covering. Yeah. I love this because I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could... I, I haven't, but I We could to. go. Yeah, we can always we, go. We can all go. Yeah. Yeah, we, I'll, we can do I'll drive. I... Like, I mean, that's it's easier. It's a two-hour drive, not bad. Easier trip than Mardi Gras. <laughs> Listen, they have a, a a yearly concert there every year called Incarnation mm -hmm. that I went to one year, and you can tour the whole prison metal by yourself, or you can go with somebody else, and you can get tatted there, and you can listen to heavy metal. I wanted to go last year, but I couldn't. I went by myself in like 2018. It was the dopest experience. I took a tour, went through the showers. The maybe maybe we can do incarnation this year. I'd love that. That'd be cool. I'm already going to see a subtronic, so I'm super down. All right, y'all just hit me up if like you want my plans for something. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the Mansfield Prison. First of all, this was a prison that was originally just built on bullshit. Like you, you hear about like asylums you hear about shit like that uh the state penitentiary it originally housed 150 inmates out the gate uh and instantly once these people got put in they immediately got put to hard labor they started uh having to work on the walls they started having to work on the sewer system which wasn't finished so they didn't even have like a clean functioning sewer system at the beginning these, basically, from the very beginning, they got put to work, and they did not stop that. From, if it wasn't hard labor, it was abuse from the, uh, captors, abuse from other inmates. Just, I'm pretty sure, because I'm pretty sure they went, like, ridiculously over their, um, 
they're a lot meant for how many prisoners should be. Oh able to yes, they were. They were. Oh very, yeah, they, they probably were yes. way overcrowded. They were very overcrowded. <laughs> which what I remember. ended up leading to well, amongst other things, a widespread disease, immense amounts of violence. Honestly, it was just a whole shit show. I I like to get more detailed on this, but like I'm giving you what what I can for the moment. Um, do you if any of you guys know about the movie Shawshank? Uh, Redemption, it was filmed in Mansfield Prison. I did know that. That was one of the few talking points that I had to bring up. Thank you for stealing it. Also, <laughs> Mushroom Head, Slipknot, and Lil Wayne about recording music videos there. I did not know about that, and that is a welcome introduction. You should know what I know beforehand, jo- or Trent, just so that I... Hand job? <laughs> I would love one. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mushroom, Head, <laughs> Slip- Mushroom Head and Slipknot recorded parts uh, all over the prison, but... There's a one cell that they have. I forget which block it's in, but it's painted all gold on the inside, and that's the one that Eminem, M- or not Eminem, Little Wayne shot a music video in. Was in the cell that's painted all gold. Okay, that explains it because I definitely remember it, and I'm like, because I went through every level. Like I said, I was by myself. So you're gonna take your time where you're by yourself. You feel me? Yeah. No, when I first seen that, I was like, what the fuck? Why is there just a gold cell here? They're like, yeah, Lil Wayne shot a music video here. I was like, oh. <laughs> My ass. That is the weirdest thing to be told. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the prison originally, because uh, this was like up until 1990. So it was around for maybe like, I think it was something like 70 years or something before it got properly shut down. Yeah. Um, But just within that time, obviously... It built up. There were over, like, 15,000 inmates, I believe, that just threw out the time there. Which isn't a long run for any establishment, really. Like, 70 years. I mean, that's respectable, but it's it's not exactly longevity. What's kind of weird is that's actually kind of, like, average for prisons back in the day. Which is kind of weird to think about. You think it'd be, like, longer standing? Oh, considering it's a institution based around keeping people locked up for a long time. Well, yes. it depends on what year this is, because overcrowding really did become a problem until after the 1970s. Yeah, but that's also, like, that's also, like, another thing that prisons, like, that's, like, overcrowding and prisons go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And usually, uh, I mean, little known fact, 25% of the prisons in America have black people in it. And here, here's another thing, is that they were housing people between 16 to 30 years old throughout the, its standing. That's a lot of young, spry individuals. Yes, yeah. young, spry, sick, violent, pubescent individuals. That's just a recipe for a disaster. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking when I looked at the age range. Like, that is, that is asking for horrible shit to happen. And many people died, obviously, from nah. either the conditions, uh, just the elements, the disease, or violence, which was just absolutely rampant and it ended up getting shut down in 1990 because the supreme court stepped in and said that the conditions were so inhumane that they could not continue functioning Mm -hmm. now that is a recipe for a haunting if i've ever heard one the supreme court has to step in and say this is too fucked up let's not let's not uh at at that point you've reached a point where the upper echelon of law has to intervene to stop you from enforcing the law because you're a prison. 
You fucked up pretty majorly. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of the Florida room, uh, Florida um, school for boys. I don't know if any of you guys know about I that. I haven't heard of the Florida school for boys. No. It was a pretty much a detention school established for boys from the ages of like maybe like five. I'm just going by um spectation of okay because okay, I'm like guessing at this point. But they were very young, all the way to the age of 18. And they were doing so much abusive and fucked up shit that they found over hundreds of bodies in the backyard of the school. Hmm. Of just unnamed boys. Sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah, this was recently, like, in the last five years type shit. Yeah, it sounds like something I've heard before. Okay, I... I wanted to find the specific point that I read earlier. Um, the bloodiest single incident in the old prison's history occurred outside its walls in July 1948 when the reformatory's farm boss, his wife and daughter, were kidnapped and shot to death by two parallies. Par- um, here, if you could put that word right there, because I'm not sure what that is. Um, to, uh, hold on a sec. While they're trying parolees. to discuss that, I'm oh, just okay. gonna go and decide. Yeah, oh, parolees. Parolees. Is that, okay, parolees, so people on parole? I have never yeah. heard that term used before. Yeah, it's not a common one. Okay. Two parolees. That that sounds a lot like pierogies, and that just makes a much funnier <laughs> picture in my head. <laughs> They were shot by two pierogies. <laughs> okay, so the school was called the Dozer School for Boys, and it was actually established yeah. for 111 years, and it closed down in 2011. Hmm. Uh, the school, actually, they found over hundreds of bodies in the backyard, and if you really look into it yourself, we can always do an episode on it if you guys really want to know, but if you look into it yourself, it's some really brutal shit. Like, that's been going down for this at the school for decades, even in our lifetime, you know? Yeah, it does sound interesting. Yeah, I think that you said the name, it is something that I've heard about before. Yeah, because like I said, they found all the bodies recently, which is why it closed down. Yeah, we could, something we can definitely cover. All Take right. it away, Ed. <laughs> yes, um... Apparently, uh, the two parolees um, were seeking revenge on, well, the prison itself. Because once they got out, they were like, wow, that place was absolutely fucking horrible. I don't blame them for thinking that. Thinking so. Eh. Now, a six-state manhunt for the so-called Mad Dog Killers, which was what they were titled. Sounds gangster. Yeah. It sounds old western, for real. Mad dog killers. Sounds like, like some Billy the Kid would show up in. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I just see Mad Max coming in like I'm ready. <laughs> but it ended in a shootout that left Robert Daniels of Columbus in custody and his partner, uh, James West. And apparently they ended up getting the electric chair for this. This is why they say Ohio people are crazy. Yes, um, I mean, everyone has a few crazies, it's just Ohio, it's 
you know, more than 98%. So... Mm-hmm. This is why Jeffrey Dahmer's like, hmm, this is a good home. <laughs> oh my fucking god. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> now, they had gotten the electric, and people theorize about them haunting, as well as the family, and this and that, but... As it comes down to it, between all of the deaths, all of the disease, all of the just horrible conditions of this place, there are a lot of uh, hauntings. I found a list with some of the, uh, like, just some creepy events that are regularly reported or have been reported inside of the prison. Um, There is the chair room, which is... Just a dimly lit room with a chair in it that been there. You you yes. seem to recognize. So, yes. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think I might have told you about it. I I feel like I've talked to you about this before. When I went there, I had a friend that came with me. My friend Ian. He uh he made it a goal when we first got into the prison. He made it a goal to sit on every chair that he's seen for whatever reason. That sounds horrible. With and this he in context. and he sat in that chair in that room. And then he found out about this fact that you're about to read after the fact. He found out. Because <laughs> does that go into depth about, like, the history or, like, it the lore of the that room? It does the history of that room. There is apparently, for that room, there is a, a demon that haunts that room that it doesn't like when people sit in its chair. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, like, the thing that's covering it just establishes that there is a ghost and sitting in the chair will result in you getting scratch marks, getting, uh, you know, paranormal activities, possibly rattling people have reported. Things like that, that just, <laughs> basically the chair itself is haunted. Don't sit in the chair. It reminds me of, because there's a story about this old chair that if you sat in it, you died. And it was kept at a restaurant. I think this was in, like, Denmark, I think it was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's a, it was like a, a... A bar or something like that that if you sit in you die. But yeah, they kept it in like a bar. It's like in a bar. Or something. But they like hung it up on the wall. It's like a. Someone. It was in a pub, and they hung it up so people couldn't sit in it because everyone tried to sit in it. And everyone who tried sitting in it ended up dying. Yeah, they just would die. Which is just <laughs> so glad I didn't try to sit in that Mansfield prison chairs or any of the chairs at all. I wasn't that ballsy. I have a question. Yeah. Because something that involves a personal experience that I had at Mansfield State Reformatory was um. That's what it was. Mansfield State Reformatory, not yep. penitentiary. Oh, um, uh, the penitentiary actually exists right now. Well, yeah, the the penitentiary, but the penitentiary is an actual yeah penitentiary. The reformatory is what Ed's talking about. Yep. Um. So when I went there, within twenty minutes of me being there, I had like a sick feeling in my stomach the entire time. Is there anything that says anything about that? I definitely it had cold chills. Because it, I, it wasn't even chills. I, mean, I was just nauseous the entire time I was there. Because we were there it. for about unsettled, two hours. Yeah. Unsettled feelings, nausea, cold chills. That's all just kind of vastly reported across the entire place. It's, yeah. It's all yes. pretty standard haunting stuff. It was like that, from the, the but that's the only place that's ever had that feeling. For me. I've been to a lot that's of... That's really like, dropped your gut like that. Yes, I've been to a lot of places that are like haunted. Yeah. But like that's the only place that has ever had me feeling nauseous before. And literally within moments of me driving off the property, I felt better. Oh, so yeah. So it was like... I, I love the 
I love the chair specifically because that's one of those creepy things was like there's still just a chair sitting there. Which they never removed the chair. Oh, which yeah. I'd like no, to bring up. They never, it's just a piece of furniture, but so specific that it's the only one in the room and they just decide, no, just leave it. I, I just want to say tours are relevantly cheap, honestly, and we don't even have to go for the whole concert. We can do a recording inside. Oh, yeah, we, we could totally do oh, that. Oh, yeah, they take, like, special requests and stuff like that, too. Like, yeah. you can yeah. ask to book them for a night or whatever, and they'll be like, sure. But I particularly love the, the chair room specifically because it's so obscure, and I can poke one hole in it, is that any haunted location, if you remove all the furniture but one piece of furniture from a room, it instantly becomes ten times creepier. Oh, yeah. Like, if I ever tried to make a fake haunted house, I would remove everything but one chair from a room. Motherfuckers will eat that shit up. So... For, like, the locations inside the reformatory, does it bring say anything about the fucking weird altar room that has, like, a bunch of dead fucking birds in it? Oh, what about the shower room that's Wait, that super sketch? Or... Because there's the chapel that's by a library. Yeah. And the I, it is the chapel room, because it goes, it's in the hallway to the chapel room. There's, like, one room that has, like, a little stone altar that's, like, in the ground. It didn't, it doesn't say anything about the altar room. What about the shower room? But there's, like, I know there's been a lot of bodies there. There's a bunch of dead fucking birds going into the chapel. I feel outclassed here because, like, I'm going off of what I could find researching it, whereas you guys were there. So, here's, here's, we definitely have to go there just so you can see it. Yeah, fact. This is just, the wrong thing. This is just, you guys are just more qualified. Well, these are just experiences because we've been there. Like, yeah. Going there is so much weirder than reading about it. It's so weird. It's such a weird place. Facts. Especially think... even when you don't even know that much like I did. Yeah, I, like I was I, there for the concert, the, you the, know? The only thing that I knew about it was, hey, Ghost Adventures came here. And then I went there one year with like my mom and my grandma for fun. And we're like, oh, that's, that was cool. And I was like, this place is fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I knew about it was Shawshank Redemption. And I'm like, oh. So we're going to hit this up, right? Yes, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a two-hour drive, and there's a good Mexican it's place. It's less there. than two hours if I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there like an hour. <laughs> yeah, all right. But I, I can trust that Trent will be reckless. Like, <laughs> it but, says it on my back. But like I said, there's also a good Mexican food place like 15 minutes up the road from it. So my I, nigga Josh is always about hey, that food. I'm, I'm just, just saying. Real, but like Mexican food, come on. Like, uh, no, I wasn't arguing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, another place in it, like, I brought this up just a moment ago, the chapel, um, it's reported voices, ghost orbs being seen just, like, in footage or just Oh, around. that's sketch. Ghost orbs are always a classic, so that's always a good thing to, like, latch yeah. on to, like, just bring it up, like, throw that in with all the other evidence. I don't know, I feel like voices is a sketchy one for me, just because it's in a chapel. Well, yes, yes, definitely. I bring up... Ghost orbs just because it's one that, like, it's kind of throwaway, but at the same time, something that whenever it occurs, you gotta throw it in a pile of evidence, Oh, yeah. You know? If you yeah. watch enough of Ghost Adventures, you see, you know. <laughs> but the <laughs> thing know. that got me about the chapel specifically is there are a lot of reports of people being touched by, like, ghostly hands, like, feeling them being gripped, grabbing their shoulders, yeah. or, like, like rubbing those. Just weird shit. Just ghostly hands is the major point of it. <laughs> No lie, I avoided the chapel. There's also more reports. Of, no, I see. I, when I went to the chapel, I was in there by myself. Like, it was the middle of the day, but I was the only one in there. And I was just yeah. like, this place is fucking scary. It is, which is why I avoided it. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's a cell block that's like that, too. Yeah. Specifically for women. If women walk through it, they get reported of, like, getting, like, 
groped and touched and shit like that. And I'm like, that's See, I whole walked through all the cell blocks and closed the doors and sat in the cell and nothing happened to me. That was one thing I can say that the cell blocks didn't sketch me out. Uh, so, from the, uh, because the chapel, the chapel specifically, I want to mention because it is particularly extra creepy. Oh, yeah. Because it's a chapel. Yes. Even... If you have, if you've seen it, it looks like something straight out of a Souls game. Yeah, it's definitely something you would definitely only see on TV. Like you, if you were to look at that chapel, it looks like it's out of fucking Bloodborne. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> I love Bloodborne so much, and I want to go all the more now because of that. All right, you guys it's, ready for mine? Uh, I did have one more location that I want to talk about, just because of the physical thing that that's disturbing about it, because. With these, I, I chose them specifically because weird, creepy chair room. Uh, chapel, because it's a fucking chapel, but there's one more, and it's that... Uh, you know what the prison tower? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys visit that at any point? Yeah. 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 Apparently, the store, the stairway for that one is reported, again, voices, general creepy activity, noises going on, what have you. But the thing that I wanted to really mention about that is that there is a proclivity for the ghost's to try to push people down the stairs regularly. <laughs> and I wanted to bring that up because that is presenting, unlike the other ones where it's like, I felt something, I heard something. That is, something tried to kill me and I broke my ankle because of it. Like, that is another level that I just wanted to, because I feel like that is the most extreme point of haunting is when it nearly fucking kills you. Um, it the only it thing sounds like extreme, you should go. The only <laughs> thing more extreme is when the haunting fucking kills you. But at that point, you're just kind of joining the party, you know? like <laughs> Just kicking it. Uh, but no, that's that. That's the last thing I wanted to bring up for Mansfield. And yes, we need to fucking visit it. Like, this entire thing has just been a workup to let everyone know that we are definitely at some point going to fucking go there. <laughs> like, yeah, Mansfield State Reformatory is crazy. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Dope. It's uh, big as fuck, too. Yeah, it's huge. Like, it does when you see pictures of it, it, does, it, it doesn't, doesn't look that yeah. big. But when you pull up, oh my god. Oh, uh, it's duh, fucking... Duh, 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 I'm loving it. Like, it's scarily huge how big that fucking building is okay but trying to get like moved on here Trent you had something to present that you were take it away Trent personally enthused over earlier ah yes it's me Trent the black one so my Uh, yeah yeah half black I'm black you you light skin I'm I don't think he's, oh he qualifies God. for that. <laughs> <laughs> he redneck right skin. I'm the proper term is white. <laughs> you gotta Not exacerbate with the, the H. <laughs> the, with the Q? Yes, the Q. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? You ain't never heard of quit cream. <laughs> okay. Alright, so my story is about H.H. Holmes and his lovely mansion of terrors. Now, if you know anything about H.H. Holmes, he is one of the first on-record serial killers. Was he the one that was in Chicago? Um. I think... I know H.H. Holmes, I just forget where he was at. Actually, you're right. It was Chicago. Okay, so I am right. I hate the term first on the record. That implies the time before they kept the record. If you were alive in the time period that H.H. Holmes was, you probably would have turned out to be H.H. Holmes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, yes. I I don't know anything about the man, but if they didn't have records of serial killers yet, 
I feel like I'd be a lot safer getting away with it. H.H. H. Holmes was, he was something different. All right, all right. Let, let Trent tell yeah, us. Yeah, tell us. Let, let us know. In 1861, Herman Webster Muggins, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but sue me, was born in New Hampshire. It is said that at an early age, he was fantastic. Uh, fantasized with skeletons and soon became. This is what happens when you try to drink and record. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try this again, guys. In 1861, Herman Webster Muggett was born in New New Hampshire. It is said that at an early, early age, he was fascinated with skeletons and soon became obsessed with death. Dude, it's like I haven't been drinking. Go on. It may have been this interest that led him to pursue medicine. After graduating high school at 16, Muggett changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes, and later life would be known as H.H. Holmes. I see why he changed his name. Muggett fucking sucks. Yeah, when you think of a mugget, you, it sounds like a... Like, it sounds like a slur. It sounds oh, like... It sounds close to the muggle from Harry Potter to me. It sounds like an anorexic grat to me. You know, muggle was a slur, like, originally meaning, like, town yeah. idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just becomes racism in Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter racism is not Harry approved po- on our network. Harry Potter is all about the established class system and how they are powerful for a reason. But we can save that for a Weebs in the Hood episode. We can save it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Weebs in the Hood. They're doing their thing. They're making their shit. Shout out to them. Josh Check is them fucking out. double dipping on podcasts. Episode 3 just came out and I think it's our best one. Listen to it. It's really good. I fuck with Weebs in the Hood because I fuck with y'all. And if you don't fuck with me, you should fuck with them. I fucking want to take a nap. Go on. <laughs> All right. So Holmes studied medicine at a small school in Vermont before it being accepted into the University of Michigan Medical School. While enrolled in medical school, Holmes stole cavalry from the laboratory, burned or disfigured them, and then planted the bodies, making it look like it has been killed in an accident. That's a lot of effort. That is a lot happening in one sentence. Uh, like, it went from, dude changed his name, listen, to... You think that sounds crazy, but, like, listen to a podcast about H.H. Holmes. Like, fucking, what's it, uh, the last podcast... You mean, like, everyone currently listening? Hello, everybody. Well, I'm, Hello. I'm saying, or just do your own research about him, like, because this is, like, a broad strokes about H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah, it just went from one to, like, a hundred real yes, fucking quick. but, like, if you listen to all the shit that he's done in his life, the man is a fucking menace. Like, he is... <laughs> the scandal... Man my own heart. <laughs> Alright, so listen to this shit. The scandal behind it was that Holmes would take out insurance policies on these people before planting the bodies and would collect the monies... One, the monies. The monies. <laughs> Once the bodies were discovered... In 1884, Holmes passed his medical exams. In 1885, he moved to Chicago, where he got a job working at a pharmacy under the alias Dr. Henry H. Holmes. When the owner of the drugstore passed away, he left his wife to take over the responsibilities of the store. However, Holmes convinced the widow to let him buy the store. The widow soon went missing and was never seen again. Holmes did it. I'm just taking a guess. Here, real quick. This dude, he took out insurance policies, hid the bodies, and then when the bodies were found, he took the money. 
So, unlike most killers where they try to keep the bodies from being found, he did this with the ex express idea that they will be found, pre-planned for that, and made a profit off of it after the fact. That is fucking genius. And the only reason why he got away with it was because he was a doctor. And in that time, you know, people believed doctors with everything because no one knew shit. They'd be like, oh, you got a cold? Take some mercury. This will get you feeling right. And you're like, okay. And that's what he was literally a flim flam doctor. That's yeah. literally what he was. You got ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, did as heroin was still prescribed. I'm pretty sure. Oh um, shit. So the wound, the widow soon went missing and was never seen again. Holmes claimed that she moved to California, but this could never be verified because he did it. No, um, they, they most likely. It says that they found remains in like his basement and. They say it was most likely it was her. Yeah, yeah, I mean. After Holmes had become the owner of the drugstore, he p purchased an empty lot across the street. He designed and built a three-story hotel, which the neighbors called Castle during its 1889 construction. Holmes hired and fired several construction crews so that no one would have a clear idea of what he was doing. He designed a murder castle. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Because if you guys don't know anything about H.H. Holmes or the murder, ca murder castle... I should have done the murder hotel, damn it. Okay, go on. I'm sorry I had this in the back of my left pocket because I am a sucker for anybody who's a serial killer. And I like to study the mindset of motherfuckers who really think this shit is okay. I just... I feel like this is also, like I said, this is why I said this is some Ed shit, because... What that listen, sounds like? Listen, Ed, Ed, listen. Well, hold on, listen. Ed, stop doing it. Listen to how he had his ha his house <laughs> built. He had his house built. He would hire one group of guys. They'd come in. They'd build up to a certain point. He'd fire them. He'd hire new guys. They would build up from the point that it's already built that the last guy's built. He'd fire those guys and then have another group of guys build on top of that. Just so no one knew the complete layout of the house. That is, that is still some serious accusation shit, but it's clever. I don't respect it. <laughs> like, damn it. Especially for the 1800s, like, that is beyond clever. You know what you're doing on a whole psychotic representation of, like, your mindset is way beneath. Everyone's like, playing checkers. He's playing fifth dimensional chess. <laughs> the video game. <laughs> He's playing chess on the computer that doesn't exist, alright? Exactly. <laughs> alright, so... After construction was completed in 1891, Holmes placed ads in newspapers offered, offering jobs for young women and advertising the castle as a place of logging. He also placed ads presenting himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife. Imagine placing ads looking for a wife, but I'm sure that was common back in the yeah, day. Yeah, different times, I imagine. Just ima imagine looking at a paper just saying, oh, old Henry George, 35 <laughs> years old, looking for a wife. Like, <laughs> I feel like that would get annoying for some people. Like, some people would just be scrolling and they're just, ah, more Not, desperate old men. You get the you get the SpongeBob thing. Like, a guy scrolling through the newspaper and he just goes, oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, I really like to imagine that, like, I feel like that's the back-in-the-day version of Tinder. Like, just post an ad in a newspaper. You'll find a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like to imagine that Tinder... Like, because we've all, like... You know, I've heard, personally, but I have no personal experience with, and I will not disclose that I have, that on 
adult pornographic sites, which I've never been on, of course. Fetish.com? That might be the name of one of them, possibly, whatever a fetish is. I don't know. He's Um, talking about back pages, ladies. (laughs) I know you're still on that page. (laughs) They have those, those ads where it's like, Single women in your area are looking for looking for dick, basically, yep. are looking to fuck. And my favorite one is this game will make you come in five seconds. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Yes. Have you ever clicked on one of those? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It sends you to a card game. At least that's what I got. Um, I don't know what was with that, but it was a pretty cool card game. Like you could combine the cards. This like, nigga really was playing card <laughs> games when he should have been masturbating. <laughs> no, but like, if you combine like schoolgirl with the uh, with leather, no. then you get dominatrix, and she was like uh, extra powerful. I can't and... say no anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you said but, dominatrix, and I'm like triggered. Um, <laughs> So, okay, that being beside the point, that whole that's a whole own story that I can make a video about. This so is the, why everybody thinks you're H.H. H. Holmes in the flesh. Reincarnation. Shut the fuck and stop comparing me to serial killers. <laughs> okay, but I just wanted to say, I like to imagine those ads where it's like, single women in your area just zoom out from the screen. It's Mike from Michael from Vsauce. He's just like, but what if there were fades into Tinder ad? Vsauce, Michael here. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's on, how Mike. depression actually started. <laughs> okay. So all of Holmes' employees, hotel guests, fiancés, and wives were required to have life insurance policies. Holmes paid the premiums as long as they listed him as a beneficiary. Most of his fiancés and wives would suddenly disappear, as did many of his employees and guests. People in the neighborhood eventually reported that they saw many women enter the castle, but would never see them exit. Um, Who's keeping track of people like that, for real? People who live across the street and be bored, because it's it's the 1800s. It's just like people were noticing... uh... A weird amount of young girls going missing, like, right across the street. <laughs> yeah, everything goes by, like, word of mouth back then, so if somebody mentioned, like, oh, have you seen Sally Mae? No, I have not. Yeah, but you know what I would oh, think she if I saw a bunch of women go in and not come out? You know what I would think personally? I'd be sitting across the street like, huh, I must have been sleeping when they left. Like, <laughs> well, that see, but everyone else is thinking, oh... Young Young Georgina went in there about a week and a half ago with Fuck that Georgina. With, with that old with that with that handsome H H Holmes fellow whose wife left him for California a long time ago. <laughs> I will agree with Josh because back in the day, people were naturally nosy. That was yeah, the thing because they didn't yeah. have shit else to do. Yes, they so were all really up in the team, right. and it's Chicago. So oh, it's, like... it's over with. Yeah. It's Chi Town before it became Chi Town. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> It's like nosy central. Literally, oh you got Aunt Ruth out there posted up watering her flowers, and she's just over there like, I see little Billy, and he threw a ball at Mr. Obert's window there, again. There were like three hobbies back then. Was, there were three hobbies back then. It was gossiping, making moonshine, or murdering people. That's it. You forgot the fourth one, making bread. They were making some mad bread back then, bro. Or flim, just scam artists, like flim flam people. Flim flam, yeah, you're right. Career, like, yeah, yeah. but who else would hop the train? That, that's what everyone was doing, though. Was like, you gotta give the train hoppers some like credit. It was like the Uber of their time. <laughs> Dude, you know how many people died from train hopping alone? That shit was ridiculous back in the day. 
Damn. Hey, I tried to drive. Like, hey, actually, I got an idea. Okay, so is there a train that goes to New Orleans? Like, it ain't gonna work, bro. <sighs> We'd have to take more days off. Oh, uh, God. You're right. You're right. We'll end up in Cali before New Orleans. Well, because a train to Chicago is like five hours. New Orleans, yeah, I'd take it, that's at least like a forty-eight hour train ride. That's yeah, like that's taking a Greyhound, which you have better like luck with the Greyhound. Two and a half, three day ride. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Plus, they'd probably check like it stops. Well, I think it because it's like a twelve hour. I don't even know how long of a drive it is, but it's like a fifteen hour drive. Yeah, it's okay. So Trent. You were covering a uh, psycho murder in a hotel. <laughs> yes, I was. Which so far has been my favorite story. In 1893, Chicago was given the honor of hosting the World Fair, a cultural and social event to celebrate the 400th anniversary of Columbus discovering America. Which he did not! Listen, am I, I just want to say real quick, am I the only one that the World Fair sounds kind of like it'd be kind of hype back in the day? Oh, yeah. Like, imagine just going there and seeing, like, a whole bunch of, like, shit you've just never seen before. Yeah. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. You guys gotta give me a second. I gotta pee. Okay. Finally. So, the World Fair was, the event was scheduled from May to October and attracted millions of people from all over the world. When Holmes heard about the World Fair was coming to Chicago, he looked at it as an opportunity. He knew many visitors would be searching for logging near the fair and believed many of them would be women whom he could easily seduce into staying at his hotel. After being lured into the hotel, many of these out-of-town visitors would never be seen again. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's usually what happens. You go back to your hotel, then you leave on your flight. Like, you won't be seen again, chances are. I mean, you leave <laughs> on your flight or you... you dive into the trap door that's underneath your bed one of the two yeah I'm, I'm remembering more about this story as you go on and i love it so the first floor of the castle had several stores um the two upper levels contained home's office and over a hundred rooms that were used as living quarters some of these rooms were soundproof and contained gas lines so that homes could asphyxiate his guests whenever he felt like it Throughout the building, there were trap... So dude just had, like, gas chambers and shit around, basically. Yeah. Throughout the building, there were trap doors, peepholes, stairways that led to nowhere, chutes that led to the basement. The basement was designed as Holmes' own lab. It had a dissection table, stretching rack, and a crematorium. Sometimes he would send the bodies down the chute, dissect them, strip them down of the flesh, sell them as human skeletons modeled to medical schools. Jesus. Yeah, so here's the thing, too. The chutes don't sleep on them because he had chutes linked to every room in the house. Facts. This and, sounds uh, like Auschwitz with pillow mints. Like. Yeah, literally exactly that. And you gotta think about over a hundred rooms with chutes that just all the way to the basement, bro. Also, that would make an awesome... Big enough to put a body? Mm-hmm. Auschwitz with pillow mints sounds like an awesome verse for a song. I don't know why, but my nigga Ed's a nice rapper. We didn't know yet. <laughs> Not even a rapper. That's like a death metal title. Like, <laughs> like for real? Yes. Yeah. I was trying to think like exactly like I like off the lips. It sounds like it could be something. That is what it was. Like that's perfect. In other cases, he would choose to cremate or place the bodies in the pits of acid. 
There's the Jeffrey Dahmer I know. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout it all, Holmes traveled throughout the country committing insurance scams with his accomplice, Benjamin Perzes. Once the World's Fair has ended, Chicago's economy was stumped. Therefore, Holmes abandoned the castle and focused on insurance scams, committing random murders along the way. Do you just abandon real estate like that? First of all, how are you going to abandon a castle you spend so much you see, time and effort on? This is how we on? know that shit was different back then. Like, if any of us bought, like, a tiny four-foot-by-four-foot four shack in the middle of the woods, we'd be paying it off for the rest of our lives. This dude just got a full hotel assembled, bottom to top. Well, here's the thing. He did that fraudulently. They, I don't know if you were paying attention earlier. He, oh, they also... It didn't specify it, but that's how he also acquired that hospital, like, house that he built. Was, he inherited it from the people that... Oh, yeah. But then, but then they were like, no, that's not what happened. And he basically stiff-armed them out. Yeah, and, remember, it was and all... stole the, it from them. It was all the insurance scams that got him rich. Yeah. yeah. So he but, technically didn't really pay a dime for that fucking building. <laughs> I mean, fair... <laughs> That's the way to do it. I mean, scam hard, kill harder, right? I mean, maybe. But during this time, Holmes stole horses from Texas, shipped them to St. Louis, and sold them, making a fortune. He was arrested for the swindle and sent to jail. While in jail, he coerced a new insurance scam with his cellmate, Marion Hedgepick. Holmes said he would take out the insurance policy for $100,000, Fake his own death and then provide Hepskick with $500 in exchange for a lawyer who could help him if any problems arose. I mean... So, that, so dude went from the hotel to... to prison life with... Selling horses? Yeah, prison life with precautions, pretty much. That's what I'm hearing. Well, you, have, you, you forget, too. Like this is, Again, this is a point in time where not a lot of people had cars... And I, I, I get that, but it's still the mental position to go from hotel murder to sell horse. That, and I, I bet horse racing was a thing back then, too, probably, so... Yeah, I guess horses were a lot more prominent in the past. Selling yeah. horses was like selling cars, bro. I, I guess, yeah. It, it just, it feels like a disconnect. I, that's probably just me. Um... So, after once Holmes was released from jail, on bail, he attempted his plan. However, the insurance company was suspicious and did not pay him. Which makes sense. Well, I mean, yeah. So, Holmes then decided to attempt a similar plan in Philadelphia. This time, he would have Perez fake his own death. However, during the scam, scam, Holmes actually killed Perez and collected money for himself. Which is fucked. I mean, yeah, but this dude's pretty fucked, we've established. He's he's certainly not playing by the rules. No, not at all. In eighteen ninety four, Marion Hedgepike, who was angry that he did not receive any money in the initial scam, told police about the scams Holmes had planned. Okay. So someone he screwed over got back at him, is that what, what that is? Hold on a second. In 1894, Marriott Hedgepack, who was angry that he did not receive any money in the initial scam, told police about the scam Holmes had planned. 
The police tracked Holmes, finally catching up to him in Boston, where they arrested him and held him on an outstanding warning, warrant for the Texas horse swing, swing, swindle. At the time of his arrest, Holmes appeared as if he was prepared to flee the country, and the police became suspicious of him. Chicago police investigated Holmes' castle, where they dis discovered strange and efficient methods for committing torturous mur murders. Many of the bodies they located were so badly dismembered and disposed that it was hard to determine how many bodies there were. So he was like just cutting them up? Yeah, he was doing all types of torture methods, just really, at that point, testing the bodies. I, I'm disturbed by like how, like cutting them up like as alive versus, and, and you said there was like acid, like baths and shit, like it, it sounds very saw-like. He also had a dismembering table. Ugh. I, I mean, Wait, a, a dismembering? A dissecting table, so he would oh, dissection. Yeah, he would dissect the bodies. table, I was just thinking, that sounds like a guillotine, but fancier. Yeah, yeah. No, he had a dissecting table, and I, always, I thought that was always a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... It, I mean, like, I shouldn't justify this. Go no. on. The police investigate spread, spreads th through Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. While conducting their investigation in Toronto... Police discovered the bodies of Perez's children who had gone missing sometimes through his home insurance fraud spree. Lincoln Holmes to their murders. Police arrested him and he was convicted of their, their murders. He also confessed to 28 other murders. However, through investigation and missing persons report, it is believed that Holmes responsible for up to 200 murders. Hmm. Up to 200? What do you think of that, Josh? Just H.H. H. Holmes was up to some shit, man. Oh, yeah. He just... You know, as far as serial killers go, I like, with all of the crazy ones out there, I don't know if 200 sounds like a lot or not anymore. Like, you so frequently hear about, like, oh, this person killed so many people, so many people. Because it's a lot for, like, one person to pull off solo, but at the same time, like, 200 kills, like, I don't know. I don't know. You see what I'm saying, though? No, but I honestly see it as a lot because even the most common serial killers that get the most attention only get up to 30. So yeah, for but... getting 200, I only know a handful of people and most of them are foreign and murders that happen not in the United States. Fair, fair. I, I don't know. There's something about like the number that it feels big. But it also feels like it could be bigger. Like I'm sorry. Do you want genocide? Well, let me um direct you to World War One. I. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, no. Like, I mean, you're right. Like, but thirty. Like, that's another thing where it's like they killed thirty people. Now, maybe I just don't care enough about human I, life. No, I get it. I get it. You want another Joseph Stalin? I'm sorry, that was not on the menu. I'm so sorry that I'm just expecting I want them to live up to their full potential alright <laughs> you are never satisfied but it's okay and I will never be satisfied I'll never be satisfied <laughs> so let me finish this up in May 1896 one of the America's first serial killers H.H. Holmes was hanged the castle was remodeled as an attraction which we can visit if that's mm -hmm. ever on the menu and named Holmes Horror Castles. However, it burned to the ground shortly before it opened. 
Um, we cannot visit. It is down. I think um, I actually, actually, I think I know what's fucking me up here. Um, a lot of the, like, things I'm thinking of when it comes to kill count for, like, similar stories are, like, establishments, like the prison I was talking about. Like, that shit gets immensely yeah. bigger kill counts and kind of desensitizes you to this shit. Yeah, but, but like, like, a, a single, single person, person, like, yeah, okay, I see where the disconnect is here. I'm just jaded. I was about to say, like, especially even back then, that's still a lot before anybody recognized what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm just jaded because of fucking... Insane asylums being fucking terrible. <laughs> and prisons. And just establishments in general. Yeah, yeah like bad places in general. Yeah, like, so many people die in such large amounts in most of the stories you hear that it sounds like a small number, but it really isn't because it was just one dude grinding it out. Why do you think I said Joseph Stalin, okay? Because of him, so many people in the okay, Soviet Union. Okay, Stalin Union. is an unfair comparison, though. Like, Stalin was the, the OG. He was the top when it came to murdering people. <laughs> And not even at his hand, just out of the bullshit he's been spilling at people. Yeah, like, only only one above Stalin is, um, maybe oh. U.S. president, and we'll go with that. Like, <laughs> um, Hitler, but even between that... Hitler, the got, U.S. president? <laughs> I, 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 you said only one above Stalin. I'm like, well, there's a lot. I mean, well, you I mean, got Vlada and Paler. He's more racist, but he's still under Stalin. You just got so many people in history that just did some awful shit. Yeah, yeah. There's too many to count, really. If we're just going to, if we start going over everyone in history who killed a bunch of people, we're going to be here, I can't even say all day, because that's nowhere near enough time. So let's finish up the the murder hotel crazy guy. Um, H.H. Holmes, like I said, you can always find information on him with your own research. I highly suggest, if you're interested, to look it up and... You know, form your own opinion, because that's what this is all about. We tell stories to form our own opinions. And, you know, opinions aren't always true, but they give you a second perspective on something you really didn't think of before. So, with that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. And I hope you guys had a great time. Wibbly doobly do. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, see you later. Goodbye. Bye bye. Do drugs get drunk. Hello, everybody. Ed speaking. If you would like to hear more from us, then check out Weebs in the Hood. It's a podcast that Josh does with some friends of his. If you like anime, uh, how it affects culture, pop culture in general, then you'll probably enjoy listening to what these guys have to say. Uh, If you want to find more of me, then I'm currently working on a few different projects and in touch with a few people about a few different things. You can find me on whatever radio on YouTube. Currently, all that's really up on there is a teaser for one of my projects, MetaDigital, which is a audio fiction in a world where someone discovers that they live in a simulation and that witchcraft is hacking into that, basically cheat codes. Uh, Other than that, all music and sound effects has gotten through open source. We would like to do better than that in the future, but this is currently an independent project between three friends that are all just kind of fucked up in the head. If you want to hear more of that though, then please tune in next time. Uh, We're trying to upload bi-weekly and we'll see where this goes from there. Thank you very much for listening and show your support in whatever way you feel is appropriate. Bye.